Welcome to Let's Therapy, where we get real and raw about your mental health, faith, and blended family. We're your hosts, counselors, Scott and Vanessa Martindale. Now let's therapy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Therapy. I'm your host, Vanessa Martindale, and I've got Dan the Man back with us again this week. So we are going to be discussing today communication breakdowns. But before Dan, let me just remind people of your background. You have a PhD in clinical psychology. Dan is also one of our um, BKF team members. He's our videographer. So all those amazing videos that you see is Dan and his super creativeness. But we also love just the wisdom and the encouragement and just your sweet spirit that you bring to the team, Dan. But also, You've got like all this amazing knowledge in your head. And I have been enjoying and uh, interviewing and having these conversations with Dan on the Let's Therapy podcast the last couple of weeks. And so it's been a joy to have you, Dan. But we're going to talk about the communication breakdowns that we can have in our relationships and our blended family and our marriage and understanding, you know, blended families often face communication challenges due to the different backgrounds, experiences, the things that we bring with us into these families, right? Into the relationship. Uh, We know that poor communication can lead to misunderstandings, resentment, emotional strain. So communication is huge. It's imperative in any relationship. But I, I know in blended families, because we deal with so many outside factors like uh, biological parents, extended family, co-parents, things like that, it can get a little muddy. And when we're not super clear, when we don't have that open communication, it can definitely cause um, some things to fall in the cracks, so to speak. You're reminding me of uh, a past colleague who used to say, clear is kind. Ooh, yeah. Clear is kind. The idea being, if you are respectfully clear in your communication, I expect certain things to happen a certain way. If you say you're going to be there and you show up and you do that in a clear way, it helps the situation yeah. and it cre- can create a connectedness that wouldn't happen otherwise. Yeah. No, that's so good. There's so many things to, and there's different types of communication. So, you know, we can have verbal communication. We can have body language that's communication. We can also, uh, with our facial expressions as well, <laughs> there is a lot that a wife and a husband communicate to one another just by the facial expressions. Like raising eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Scott always knows. He's like, I, I, I know when I see that face, I know what that means. You know, and, and I remember that with my mom. Like, I remember walking to the house and I knew if I was in trouble by the way she looked at me or the tone of her voice. We want to foster a safe and open environment for communication. I think that's probably the foundation of where communication comes from because we can approach any conversation off the fly and be like, hey, we need to talk. That right there, what is that going to communicate? That's going to communicate, okay, something's wrong. They're mad. They're angry. And in return, that can cause defensiveness. It can cause the walls to start coming up. It can cause you to be on guard and not allow opportunity for that vulner- vulnerability or to have that intentional conversation because you're caught off guard. And so I think one of the first things we can do when it comes to communication and where there can be breakdown is that we're not allowing for a safe space or an open environment to have those conversations. So I think it's important that we first establish that. Yeah, definitely. And part of creating that safe space is allowing people to have time 
to share what the, what's going on. Yeah. So if there's a situation where I'm constantly talking over my son, who's just trying in his little seven-year-old way yeah. to express himself, or my even younger son, the four-year-old, trying to express himself, and I'm constantly talking over, I'm not creating a safe space. Yeah. I love that example because it's just... It's so easy to do that. And we, sometimes we just don't even realize that we're doing it in communication, um, whether it's in our marriage or in our blended family, you know, creating a safe space where your family members or where your spouse can feel comfortable expressing their thoughts and emotions without fear or judgment or criticism. It's imperative because that right there, they say that I can trust you like you're somebody that is for me. You're not against me. Whenever you encounter those hard situations we have a teen he's about to go to college so you know I want him to be able to come to us I want to have fostered a safe and open communication relationship with him over these past you know 18 years so that when he is in college and he comes to a tough a tough decision or something that he has to make that he picks up the phone he's like mom hey like this is what's going on it's not something that he's having to deal with in silence or alone and so I think that that's it's just really important that we do that. We want to encourage active listening and empathy to promote understanding. And some ways that we can do that is by making eye contact. It's verbalizing what you think that they're telling you. So after your child is saying something to you, you can say, okay, Johnny, I hear you saying this. So that you can confirm if that is what they are trying to say. Because you could be saying something to me. I'm thinking something completely different. But when we're able to verbalize it back, it tells the person, hey, we're on the same page. I'm understanding what you're telling me. Or it could be that you're not at all. And then you can reestablish the conversation and try to make it more clear. Yeah, I started laughing when you were saying that because it reminded me of just the other day, my wife told my son to do something. And then I said, you didn't seem to be listening. Can you repeat back what she said? And he said, uh, I don't remember. Yeah. And it's just to your point. Yeah. Are you listening or are you not listening? And yep. if, if the goal is to create a place where our children and friends and significant other feel safe enough to share the hard things in life, well, taking ownership and responsibility of that active listening role yeah. Uh, is really important. And the other thing that came up was in therapy, we would do these things called simple reflections. Uh And simple reflections are literally just reflecting back what the other person is saying. Yeah. Now you can do that too much and then it seems inauthentic. Right. And if my wife tells me something and I'm feeling really stressed out about X, Y, and Z, and I say, I hear you saying that this is a really hard moment. You're really stressed out. That's what active listening sounds like. Yeah. And It's telling them in combination with the nonverbals, the eye contact and nodding, I'm here with you. Yeah. And that creates a joining that is really, really important. Yeah. Because the last thing you want is, like you mentioned, Michael going off to college. Mm -hmm. The last thing you want, if you've created a space that's not productive, that's not safe, for them to start having secrets. Mm -hmm. And secrets are just so damaging. Like, it's literally saying, I don't feel like I can bring this to you, so I'm going to keep it to myself. Yeah. No, that's so good. Yeah, and I think especially in in blended families, there's so many so many ways that there can be the communication breakdown. I know in co-parenting, that's one where we see it a lot. Um, 
Can you think of one example of how things broke down? Well, it's when you communicate through the child and when parents aren't communicating with one another. You know, I think that's why it's always good to have like those family meetings that we've talked about or, uh, you know, the, the, the regular check-ins and things like that to make sure that you're consistently on the same page. Because if we're not doing that, then there's definitely going to be breakdown in communication. Um, and we don't want that to happen because that's where then it starts to affect whether it's your marriage or it can start to affect your blended family, your relationships, things like that. So, um, so to prevent those, those uh, communication breakdowns, you know, we can, again, foster that safe environment, the open environment, you know, the regular family meetings that we've discussed before and setting clear expectations and boundaries of what that looks like. Yeah. Being clear about expectation. Yeah. For example, I have two small children and we're trying to instill the idea that you're part of the household. So that kind of means cleaning up after yourself and playing an active role in keeping our house tidy and making this a welcoming place. And as I share that with them, I also have to share, I need to own that too. Right. And so this idea of leading by example, clear communication, you could lead by example in how you say things. Like you mentioned early on, sometimes you have that saying, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. And just having that own self-awareness about how the words are being articulated, Mm -hmm. the tone of tone of voice, the volume, the speed at which you're speaking. Are your words, is anybody giving you feedback that your words are cutting them? Right. And really digging into them. And there might be a way to just kind of talk a little slower more empathic and yeah tender I, it reminds me of the bible and how when you're deep in prayer and you can just god i feel like god just creates a tendering of your heart yeah. a softening of your heart and when we're living christ-like our interactions should be like that they should yeah. be loving and kind and patient yeah but when i'm talking over my son and i'm interrupting him that's not what patience looks like yeah that's not what love looks like yeah. or sounds like. Yeah. Well, and you need all that to to prevent communication breakdown, right? And and we want that. Everybody wants that. They want that lovingness. They want that tenderness. They want the the ability to feel safe. Again, attachment, connectivity, to feel, to have that safe environment to be their authentic selves. Because when we get into that that behavior of unauthenticity then that's where I think a lot of the negative coping things can happen. A lot of the uh, negative, you know, uh, narratives that we play in our mind about ourselves. And so we want to be able to be true to ourselves, but also and be true to others and provide those spaces to prevent the communication breakdown. Yeah. Which can easily happen in families. Um, I think another great thing to do is to use I statements. So I know in family counseling, we always encourage family members to use I statements when expressing their feelings or concerns. And it helps to avoid blaming or accusing others. Foster And it fosters a more constructive and maybe like non-confrontational communication style. So an example can be like if Scott and I get in a disagreement and I'm saying like, hey, babe, like I felt this way whenever you said this, uh, I was feeling this whenever uh, you did this. And then um, that way it's not necessarily blaming, but it is pointing out the fact that, hey, this this. Uh, reaction or this circumstance or the situation or this interaction caused me to feel something. And then you can dive deeper into that of, you know, what is within you or like, what was it about that that made you feel that way? Yeah, this idea that we have an impact on each other. And the way you're talking to me 
is making me feel a certain way. I feel unseen. I feel whatever, worn out. I feel sad. I feel angry when this is happening. Speaking for ourselves instead of speaking on behalf of other people. Yes. That's big. You reminded me of a Bible verse, uh, Ephesians chapter four, verse 29. I love that verse because it's such a call to action for how we should be acting to each other. So it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Yeah. And everything flows from the heart too. You know, um, the way we communicate, how we communicate, what's in the heart, the mouth speaks. So we've Mm -hmm. got to tend tend to our heart and the things that are going on in there. And again, getting with the Lord and having him examine our heart every single day. God, what does that look like? Um, because we've heard the saying that often is like, what we think, we speak. What we see, speak, we act upon, yep. you know. And uh, and again, if we're going back to communication breakdown, we want it to be positive. We want it to be loving. We want it to be uplifting. We want it to be edifying. We want it to be um, honoring, not only to the people that we're speaking with, but also to the Lord. And also, a breakdown is not permanent. No. Breakdowns happen all the time. Conflict is part of the blending process it's part of family dynamics yeah and you can build from there through some of the things we've discussed today having that self-regulation having that self-awareness using those i statements and just being clear and kind about what you expect setting boundaries all those things they're all different pieces to that puzzle of building what we hope to be a healthy functioning family yeah no that's so good Well, you guys, we hope that this podcast episode has given you some insight on, you know, on ways that we can prevent the communication breakdown. Uh, I know a lot of people who listen to this are in blended families, and that's, it can happen so easily in blended families. We've seen it in our blended family. I've seen it, you know, even in our marriage. I've seen it in my co-parenting relationship. And, you know, when we can take the practical steps and spiritual steps to work towards that and be intentional in how we're communicating and what we're communicating, um, then it can provide avenues and just better um, communication all around and help foster unity and growth in the relationships. So we want to thank you guys for joining us here again today. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Be blessed in all that you do. 